Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Heyer-Jones. And I'm Rhonda Peterson. We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Rhonda. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Other than a little bit of this fall cold that I'm working through. It's it's these kids back to school cold cold. That's what my family always calls it. So it is. They go yeah. back to the germ factories, and you end up with a a cold. And lucky parents get to get it also. I am grateful for the fact that as a grandparent, we have not picked that one up, and we don't need to. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just fine with that staying away from us. So today, Jeff, we are talking about an interesting topic. Our title is Balance Instead of Burnout, which could go in a whole lot of ways. But what we're really talking about is the difference between a visionary and an integrator. And if you understand who you are from that standpoint, how you can stay in balance by having the opposite person on your team working together so that neither one of you burn out and are trying to do things that are just not in your wheelhouse. Yep. Because we all have a different wheelhouse and that's okay. Trying to be all things is insanity. And that is where that burnout and exhaustion always creeps in at some point. Absolutely. And I mean, even if you're staying in your lane, there can be times when there's just a lot going on and you can really kind of overdo it. But if you're staying in your lane, you know that this is a short sprint of whatever it is that you need to get done and that there's an end in sight. As opposed to, and you and I both talk about this one all the time. You know where I'm going. I betcha. As opposed to trying to be responsible for something that is just totally not in your wheelhouse, that is going to burn you out, suck the life out of you, kind of like either one of us being in charge of the keeping track of the day-to-day financials of our organization. You knew that's where I was going, didn't you? I did. (laughs) I'm so predictable. (laughs) You are. I knew that's where it was going, right? Like we found things that we could certainly do. Right. Something we enjoyed to do. So you find someone who really enjoys that stuff and, and turn them loose. Exactly. Exactly. So the concept of balance that we're talking about in this situation is, um, two titles called the visionary and the integrator. This is from um, EOS, which stands for entrepreneurial operating system. And um, there's a whole big organization that neither one of us is attached to from that standpoint, but it also comes from a book that's available to the public called traction. Actually there's traction and there's also rocket fuel. And now there's a whole bunch of other books out there also written by this same Um, people. But the concept of a visionary and an integrator is that they work together, they complement each other, and that together they can run an organization that works 
so much better. And that allows everybody in the organization, specifically those at the top, to be able to do the work where they shine and hand off the work that where they don't shine to their partner who does. Yeah. So as I was um, getting ready for um, doing this content when I was writing my um, e-newsletter, one of the pieces of information we found that I think is really fascinating is 92% of the population is either in the visionary category or the um, vision category. We won't even call it visionary. In the vision category, and they're either in the vision category or they're in the um, the execution, the, the uh, systems and processes category. We don't know anybody who's on this uh, call today who is in that category, right? Huh, that would be you and me. You know, I just remembered something. If we have anybody who's with us today, um, let us know. Type in the chat and say, hey, because we'd love to engage you in the conversation. And if you're uh, watching it later, you can certainly leave us a message and a question and we will respond to it. But I just wanted to throw that little piece of information in there. But the fact that only 8% of the population is really good at both of those two things, I think is fascinating because there are so many who think they should be good at all of it. Yeah. And that's just not reality. And when you start recognizing that if you stay in this space where you can do your best work, oh my gosh, you do really end up with that balance instead of that burnout. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge, I think, aha when, when you get to that point, especially, you know, I see a lot of owners that try to be everything and that's how they built their business and it's gotten a certain point and it's gotten them there. And then I think typically there's this aha of, you know, this isn't I'm getting burnout. Why am I starting to feel this way about the business? Um, you know, I'm trying to, trying to just work through some of that stuff. It's not sustainable over time and you can grow to a certain level trying to do all the things, all the things, but then you get to this plateau. And in order to move past that, you have to, you have to um, specialize, so to speak, in this, in what you're best at and bring others alongside you for the part that you're not best at. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and it's certainly easier for a business owner who is a visionary to find an integrator. Oh my gosh, the number of people who are out there who want to be hired on as an integrator in an organization, there's, there are many of them. And I know Jeff, that your role as a fractional COO is very similar to the role of an integrator. Um, can you kind of address that? Nothing like putting you on the spot on this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, um, it, it's interesting because EOS has put terms around essentially yeah. what a COO does. Um, huh. you know, and what I would equate it to is in smaller to mid-sized businesses that 
run on EOS or, or are introduced to EOS, a lot of those concepts for that integrator are things that we're doing for non-EOS clients. Interesting. Okay. Um, you know, they're just called they're just called different things. You know, depending upon what operating system that you're using to run your business. So, you know, we'll play both that integrator role. And it's funny because the first time I was introduced to Rocket Fuel on Reddit, I call, called an old boss that I used to work for. And I said, you've got to read this. And then it's a short read, but then we got to get together. And I'd just like to get your thoughts. And the person said, oh, my gosh, this is why we work so well together. Oh, cool. It was that visionary. I've never heard of this term. And you were that integrator that just managed to get everyone rowing in the same direction and deliver on you know, the vision that I had set for the department or where I wanted us to go. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of an aha moment for me. And then, you know, I went on to EOS's website and took, they had a, at the time, like an assessment you could see. They still do. Okay. And yeah. um, I forget the exact percent, but I was off the charts on the integrator. I and am not at all surprised by that, Jeff. Some visionary, you know, everyone kind of has some. Right. You know, you're just one or the other, um, but a, a much higher, you know, integrator score than I had visionary. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of how we got into into some of that. And and what you talk about with that balance is, is key. I'd say both on clients that are on EOS and not on EOS. You know, I don't necessarily like putting labels on things, but. Right. Most of the owners are what I call, or, you know, you read any of the EOS books, probably more classic visionaries, um, you know, and it is kind of a cool yin and yang, so to that's speak. a great way to look at it. That's really true. Yeah. A business owner that's a visionary works and how the integrator comes alongside to, to work with them to really get results in the business. One of the things... As a visionary, and you know, you talk about that you're off the chart on the integrator side. Well, guess who's off the chart on the visionary side? Yeah, that would be me. Yes. Uh, I'm, I will own that proudly. Thank you very much. Um, but one of the things that I really what felt freed <clears throat> when I saw this in the book, Traction, I, I listened to Rocket Fuel my husband was so happy that we listened to it on the way to vacation. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he was thrilled. Um, so I didn't see the charts in Rocket Fuel, but in, in Traction, the way the org chart is laid out is the visionary is the top line. And, and, and I, I'm struggling because I like flat organizations, but the reality is no organization can be flat. <clears throat> So there's the visionary and then the integrator is the next level down there. There's one and one on visionary and integrator. And then underneath the integrator are all the heads of departments in the organization. The visionary is not, doesn't have people reporting to them, which is one of the best things that can possibly happen. If you get to a level of organization where you recognize, and just for the record, it doesn't take very far to get to this, of needing the integrator because 
A visionary can send people off on wild goose chases really well. Yeah. And so when you've got the integrator that's between the visionary who has a new idea every 52 seconds and the people who are actually doing the work of the organization, I'm not saying the visionary doesn't do anything. I'm just saying that the um, boots on the ground work is being done by people who the visionary can't send them off on a tangent easily. So this isn't exactly a, um, this isn't exactly a, an EOS, but it is sure an example of a visionary and an integrator working. My best friend, Andy worked in a church and she worked for a pastor who's named Peter. She'll be so happy to know that I just gave that information up. And she used, she for many years would listen to what Peter, the visionary, and he was definitely a visionary. He'd have an idea and she'd go research it. And she'd come back the next week to their staff meeting. He didn't say squat about it. He was on to the next thing already. So, you know, this happens to you enough times and you go, hmm, perhaps something needs to change here. So what she learned was to wait until he had mentioned something three different times before she took any action on it. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is such a simple but perfect illustration of what a visionary does and how the integrator has to rope them in and give them boundaries of, okay, here's where we're going. This is where we need to focus. <coughs> and I'm thinking about a story you told a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm actually, now I'm trying to remember whether it was a story you told on the live stream or whether it was just a conversation we were having, but you were working with a client and the um, owner wanted you're going to have to jump in eventually on this story, but the owner wanted to do something from a systems perspective. And they had figured out that they thought X was the system that they needed, but it was overkill and it was not the best choice for them. Is this sounding familiar to you? Yeah, I'm using different words that you, than you used when you told the story to me. Um, but as a visionary, we can sometimes we have this grandeur thing of we must have the big thing. Yep. And that may not be where we are yet, where an integrator can start sorting out the vision into how are we going to execute this in the most effective way? Yep. I think sometimes it's, uh, Marys <clears throat> are good at seeing the bigger picture, right? But some of the details tend to get lost. Yes. Or, yeah. Or it's the shiny diamond syndrome, right? That there's this shiny object that we can go after. <clears throat> right. Now, um, which obviously is, you know, good. That's how new innovations and things come up. But sometimes you've got to rein that back. 
a little bit or do a little bit of additional probing or looking into things initially to see how viable this is before you send the team down this down this rabbit hole and it distracts from what I'll call might be the core processes and core offering of the business. That's right. Is this is this new idea going to complement and be a big enough new idea alongside what we're doing now? Or is this going to be something that takes our attention away from what we need to be doing and we're going to regret it down the road? And that's what one of the things that I think an integrator is so valuable with. And I know because you did this, you know, <laughs> there's always the idea of the inflection point hub where Rhonda had this grand vision that was on a large piece of flip chart paper with a lot of errors going in a lot of different directions. And Jeff was the smart person who said, okay, let's, let's do the pro forma. Let's put the numbers around this to see whether it's worth us spending our time on it. <clears throat> and without the numbers being put around it, because as a visionary, you are in the vision and it needs to have the concrete measurement tools around it so that you know, well, what is it going to cost me to produce this thing? What is it going to take to bring it to market? Where are we going to bring it to market? Who is the target? <clears throat> How are we going to find them? The visionary will focus on some of those things, but nowhere near the way an integrator does it. So. And it's really a way because what I've found in working with visionaries when they get bogged down with some of this integrator, the details and that, they tend to be more tired. Don't feel like the best or most. Yeah. So there's a number of things that, you know, they start to feel like, man, this isn't fun anymore. This was fun when I started doing it. <laughs> fun now. Maybe I should do something different or what's changed over the last year or six months. Yeah. What, how, how can I inject some new excitement into this? Because I, I don't want to work on this part of it. I know it needs to be done, but oh man. And so then you can get sloppy. You can make assumptions that are incorrect. Or I really like the concept of rounding. You know, oh, it'll be about $3,000 which could be true. It might be $3,000 or that might be just a number that you kind of heard sort of at one point in time. So you're assigning a value to that that you really don't know. And this is where you need that person that's the systems and processes person. And I believe I've heard you use the term before. That's just decimal dust. <laughs> yes, you have heard me use the term decimal dust. It was not necessarily in this framework, 
But this is a good example of it because especially if you have a visionary that has some level of success in their business, the expense of this new idea, that's the vision that yeah. they are pursuing in their mind. Thank you, Carrie is decimal dust. Cause that was my friend, Carrie, who, who uh, shared the term decimal dust with me. I'm, I don't know that he coined it, but he's the person I heard it from. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that was in a major corporation. And so, you know, um, $500 or $5,000 in the, when you started rolling up the numbers in the corporation, that was decimal dust, but in a small business, that is not decimal dust. So you got to be careful with it. That's funny that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that stuck with me, but I do think it's this, this balance and it, it's even, you know, how we kick this off beyond just integrator visionary, there might be components of things that need to be outsourced besides these two kind of roles. You know, we both have um, accounting that's outsourced. Right. Exactly. But it's, it tires me. I put it off. It's the last thing that I usually want to mess with or do. I just want it done for me and I want it done for me and I want it done right. And when you say you're going to do it and if I can get that and get, you know, what I need from that, that's awesome. Cause it's one less thing that I've got to be bogged down with. That's absolutely true. That's part of the whole delegating process. And um, whether it's outsourced to somebody that is on your team or whether it's outsourced to a an external vendor, you I mean, this comes down to what are your energizers? So, Jeff, for you, your energizers are very systems and processes oriented. Mine are very conceptual and visionary. And you know, what are the new ideas? What new product development that and and how are we going to talk to the consumer this time? That's where my space is. Yeah. The things that energize each of us are different from that standpoint. And the wisdom is knowing how to find those people that are energized by the opposite. So that you not opposite literally, but complementary things so that you do have that balance and you can stay in the work that energizes you. Yeah. That's 100%. You know, and then as you get that alignment to your energizers, natural tendencies, things that you like, that's how we avoid burnout, right? And that's how yeah. you get to these places where, man, I can't believe eight hours has already gone by instead of, oh, I've only been at this for 30 minutes. And we've all been there. Or feels like eternity, but it's been 15 minutes that I've been working on this thing. That's very true. Or I know I must figure this out. And so it takes you four hours to do what it would have taken someone else 15 minutes to do. But because, and I know so many people who for many years would not hand off doing IT related things. That's just one example. And I don't mean like big IT things. I mean, relatively what seemed to be simple IT things. But the problem is 
the perception of simple doesn't mean easy execution. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like watching a YouTube video to fix something around their house. It's like a five minute video. It's like, oh, this is easy. And then you get into it and it's, you know, four hours later and you're no closer to having this thing fixed than you were when you found the YouTube video. And then you got to call the appliance repair people and, and your spouse is not happy because you got three days until they get there and everything is like on the floor. I don't know anything about that happening. I've never had that happen in my house. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Actually, fortunately for me, it doesn't happen very often, but it has been known to happen and it is not a pretty thing. So no, no, that, not yeah. so. no, no with the stick to it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Those people need to make a living too. I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is our theory of balance, not burnout by staying in the things that energize you. And we're going to talk more about that next week when we talk about stay, you can stay in your lane. That's what our title is next week. You can, all caps, stay in your lane. <clears throat> you don't have to go out of your lane. I mean, you can if you want to, but what are you going to accomplish by doing that? Yeah. So. I love it. Yeah. Good topics for sure. See everyone next week, same time. Absolutely. We'll be here. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Get rid of that cold. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Hire Jones. And I'm Rhonda Peterson. We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in.